Welcome everybody and thanks for joining with us today. This is day 12 of lockdown and I really do wonder how you are all doing. I trust you're doing okay and with God's help and the help of the Holy Spirit, you're managing to process your way through this time. I guess the question we all want answered is how long is this all going to last? Can I remind us of a verse of scripture just to kick this off? Psalm 47 verse 8 which says, God reigns over the nations. Isn't that a great thought? God is in control. He's still on the throne. He's not been taken by surprise. And I guess ultimately, he's outworking his purposes for our world. And remember, God is infinitely more powerful than COVID or any other pandemic. Prophetic word I mentioned last week was lockdown miracles. And these miracles are starting to happen. I want you to expect one for yourself as well. But let me just share a couple of them. The first one is really encouraging. It's about a mother who shared how her daughter really struggles with mental illness. And so with lockdown, it was like, oh my goodness, this could deteriorate badly. But amazingly, God has done a miracle and the daughter is doing surprisingly and amazingly well. The mother is so thrilled. It really is a wonderful miracle. So why don't you believe for yourself that you don't just get through lockdown, but you handle it surprisingly well. And of course, God can help us to do that. Positive expectations are important. It's an aspect of faith. So let me just pray for all of us. Father, we just come to you right now and we thank you that you are seated upon the throne. But Lord, not only that, you know every detail of every one of our lives you're in each and every home right now today. And I'm praying for every person that's tuning in, that Holy Spirit, that you will come alongside them, that you will strengthen them, encourage them. You'll help them through this lockdown and they will do surprisingly better than they would have ever hoped or expected. So help each one of us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, another fantastic miracle I heard was of two sisters that had fallen out badly. And as I listened as one sister told us how during this lockdown, I guess against all expectations, God worked a wonderful miracle and restored the relationship. In fact, I have felt a definite stirring in my heart that during this lockdown, God is going to see do some amazing lockdown relationship miracles. And I've already heard of more of these. You know, God is incredible. When we think that during a lockdown, relationships are all going to deteriorate, and of course some do, but at the same time, God works against the odds, relationship miracles, because he's intensely interested in all of your relationships, and he wants them to be a great blessing to you. He is the master of relationship healing. So I'm going to pray again for all of us, but as I do, I want to encourage you in your home right now, to stretch out your faith and believe for a relationship miracle for yourself, or if you don't need one, for someone else. Come on, let's join our faith together. Lord, we just come to you right now. And Lord, you are all about relationships. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in perfect harmony. And Lord, you love relationships. You created us for relationships and you want them to be a blessing to us, not a curse. So I pray, God, for every single one of us that, Lord, you will work where needed a relationship miracles, Lord, that would just 
thrill us and bless our hearts. Father, work miracles right now, right now as we pray. Work by your power and by your spirit. And we declare many testimonies of relationship miracles during this lockdown. In Jesus' name, amen. Please do continue to pray and believe God for your miracle right now in your situation. You know, we don't need to buy in to all the doom and gloom and fear that we hear daily. You know why? We are citizens. You are a citizen of another kingdom. Of course, the kingdom of God. And it's a kingdom that promises peace, hope, blessing, miracles, and all the promises of God. They still hold true in the midst of a crisis. So with God's help, I believe you and I can model peace. Yeah, come on. Joy, faith to a world that is in great turmoil. Here's my prayer. I'm saying, God, will you send blessings into overdrive during this crisis? Why not? Let's expect it. Let's believe for it. C.S. Lewis made an incredible comment that I think is applicable right now. We can even ignore pleasure, but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Wow, what a statement. What a brilliant writer. COVID has certainly roused the world, the whole world. Many of us tune in daily for updates, instructions to obey, stay home, get tested, <clears throat> be vaccinated. Isn't it amazing how this crisis has changed our behavior of millions, if not billions of people uh, right at this time? It's ch changed the way we think, the way we operate right now, because that's what a crisis can do. I believe this COVID crisis is God's megaphone to you, to me and the church to get our attention. So we've got to ask a really important question personally and say, God, what are you saying to me? What is your word to me at this time? Then reflect on it and make the needed changes. I believe if you ask that question and respond to what God says, you will make huge gains in this crisis. As we've said so many times from Isaiah, treasures of darkness will be yours. Do you know why? God is always, listen carefully, please. Always, 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 always up to something good in our lives. In your life, in, my, in the midst of greatest darkness. See, darkness doesn't hinder God. In fact, it permits Him to do some incredible things because He is desperate, desperate to bless you and to bless me. He is a genius at working in darkness. John Bunyan was a powerful, powerful preacher. He drew large crowds, but in 1661, he was put in prison for 12 years. Imagine that, 12 years. And it was a very, very difficult time for him. And he lived with the possibility of the death sentence. Separation from his wife, his family, his church were a bitter pain. He was offered freedom, offered freedom if he promised not to preach, but he refused. But in jail, he wrote The Pilgrim's Progress that has blessed millions of people for centuries, for many, many years across the globe. He was finally released in 1672. The greatest darkness 
led to the greatest blessing. Our God is great. Our God is amazing. And he goes against all worldly predictions. Last week, I said God's job is outcome, but our job is process. We have to do the process. We've got to do the right things so we get the outcomes that God has for you. And he's got some great outcomes for you. I mentioned four things to do last week to get us through lockdown. You may remember them. Uh, Let's take one day at a time. Raise a hallelujah. In other words, a heart of praise. Practice thankfulness and make declarations. But I feel on my heart today, I want to give you three more aspects of process that I think are going to greatly help you during this time of crisis that we face right now. The first one is this. In times of darkness and lockdown, one of the greatest battles is often our thoughts. Craig Gauchel said, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Wow, that's a big statement, isn't it? It means if you can change your thoughts and your thinking, you will change your life and you'll change the direction of your life. Proverbs 23 verse 7 puts it this way, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Another translation, or as a man thinks, so he becomes. Your thoughts are all important. And many of our problems, I think, come from wrong thinking. And so during a crisis like this, our thoughts need to align with the Word of God. We often say, I can't control my thoughts. But God says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You don't have to receive every thought that comes your way. Because what the enemy will do is he'll suddenly hit you with thoughts from your painful past or mistakes or just something bad. Please don't just take it on board. Say no to those, these thoughts. And I think, put up a sign. You know, you read these signs, don't you, around the country or wherever you go. Some signs say, stop. You need to do this with your thoughts. No entry. Access forbidden. No admission. Let's take charge of our thoughts. It's so important in a crisis and in darkness because the enemy is always going to make us feel worse and bad and get, move us into feeling low and down. Replaying painful memories, I read this, over and over in your head is self-abuse. <laughs> Come on, let's stop abusing ourselves. Because our thoughts, what, you know what they do? They create a fear about something that our mind forecasts that is actually never going to happen. So we get stuck on what might happen. Can I encourage you? Get unstuck from what might happen. You and I, I don't know if you do it, but I watch it most days. I watch the weather forecast. And isn't it so often incorrect? And we can be fearful about what the weather's going to do, a big storm or whatever. Hopefully, mostly, in, often it's incorrect. But some of us need to fire the devil as our weatherman. Don't let him keep predicting your future. Let God predict it. I want to give you a biblical and a reliable forecast of your future. Listen carefully. You can find scriptures for all of this. Every storm runs out of rain. It's true. Difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. The best is yet to come. That was Zig Ziglar. I can get through one day at a time. Romans 8.27, I've personalized it for you. And all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. See, this is a forecast, a reliable 
forecast, and there's a lot more biblical forecast for you as well that you can grab a hold of. So my goal is this, as you listen, to change your thinking a little every week, what to do? To align it with this book. Align your thinking with the Word of God, because that will change your life. I don't want to just give you information, but transformation, even if it is a little at a time. Please listen to this. Nothing is more important than your thoughts about God. A.W. Tozer put it this way. What comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. Wow, isn't that a huge statement? See, God is central to everything. He's central to the world. He's central to life. So what we think about God is how our life is going to play out. So here's my question. What do you think God is like? That is a massive question. And really every person on the planet needs to answer that. Because how they answer that is going to determine how they live their life. Because ultimately we need connection with God. What you think God is like is your defining and foundational thought. Put it this way. If you think God is angry at you, that he's unfair, that he can't be trusted, that he doesn't love you, that he won't forgive you, if you think God can't give fulfillment, you will never run to him in trouble and you won't pursue a close walk with God, which of course is the key to life and is key to the blessings of God. So what you think God is like is crucial. It will determine whether you pursue God, get closer to Him or not. If you think, on the other side, God is good. This is how I think, by the way. God is loving, merciful, forgiving, fair. That He loves to bless. That He can be trusted. That He's for you. That He wants the best for you. Then guess what? You're going to run to Him in times of trouble. You're going to seek Him. You're going to get closer to Him. And that's going to release far greater blessing in your life. So here's the key. Fill your thoughts with verses, especially in tough times, that tell you what God is actually like. Here's some great verses for you. Psalm 23 verse 6. What's God like concerning your future? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That's God's forecast. That's what God is like. He wants to bless you. He wants to do you good. Here's another one. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I know the plans I have for you. This is God speaking specifically and personally to you. Declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Here's another one. Genesis 20, 50 verse 20. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Whatever happens in your life, God can work it for good. That's what God is like. You know, bad things just don't take us down. The world looks at a crisis and they just think, bad, bad, bad. I think God looks at a crisis and He says, hey, I can work good, good, good. He's the opposite to what the enemy throws at it. Here's another good one for you. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. So here's the promise of God. He's with you. What's God like? He'll be with you in the good times, the bad times, the in-between times. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. He'll never reject you. He'll never turn away from you. I am with you. 
Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. That's what God's like. He strengthens you. I will help you. You think, no, God won't help me. No, here's the promise of God. I will help you. That's what God is like. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So as you meditate on these verses and many, many other verses, they will change how you think about God. And they will change your life. Now, you can't immediately change all your thinking. I know that. But you can make progress. Here's a great statement for you. Small changes make a big difference. We think we have to make massive changes. No, no. Let's do small changes, small aspects of process. Grab a couple of these verses or other verses that you like that tell you what God is like. There's many verses that talk about God being faithful and just and merciful and kind. It's all over the place. Grab some of those verses. It will make a big difference. Okay, the second process we can do during a crisis like this is trusting, not just trying. Some argue, and I've looked this up, the central verse of the Bible is this. I love it. Psalm 118 verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. The central verse, central to our faith, central to victory, central to life itself is to trust in the Lord. Some of you have heard of the five love languages. Here they are. Words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, receiving gifts. Which are yours? Problem for my wife is I like all of them, the whole five. So it's a big challenge for her. But two of my favorites would be words of affirmation and receiving gifts. Actually, my birthday is not far away. Just saying. Just letting you know. But here's the question I want us to ask. What is God's love language? I heard this and I want to agree with this. I suggest it's trust. He wants us to trust Him. Trust Him with the good, the bad, the in-between. Come on, let's trust God. That's His love language. He loves it when we just trust Him. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're facing, whatever it looks like, however dark it is, can I encourage you? Trust God. Because He can be trusted. And He is faithful. I've trusted Him so many times throughout the course of my life. And God has never failed me yet. Not always got exactly the outcome I want. But God has been faithful as I have trusted Him. So many of us would say to God, trust me, I'm trying. Uh, we try so hard in life. I do, you do, I'm sure. But are you tired of trying? Well, if you are, don't be too hard on yourself. I've found that there's been times in my life where I've been tired, 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 tired of trying. And that just happens to us from time to time. We say, God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> and that's true. But I want to add to that. It's also true that God helps those who can't help themselves. And maybe right now, you're facing stuff and you just can't help yourself. Hey, that's okay. If you feel helpless, that's okay. God is with you. He's not condemning you. He's not judging you. He's not hard on you. He understands that at times you and I will feel out of our depth, we'll feel helpless, we'll feel hopeless. But even in the midst of those times, God can and is willing 
to still help us. Even though there's not much we can contribute, God is still able and keen and willing to get us through what we're facing. You see, if, if trying harder could make us better, <laughs> we'd all be better by now, wouldn't we? I'd be better, you'd be better. And God says, or God sees you trying. He really does. He looks down on you today, in your home, wherever you are, and He sees you trying. Wow, and I think His heart of compassion bursts out towards you. But I think He also says to you, would you just trust me? Would you trust me to get you up when you can't get yourself up? Often we find ourselves in a trust moment. And I think facing this pandemic, we are and the world is in a trust moment. Trying can get in our way of trusting. We all think it depends on us to get through the crisis. And sometimes we are over responsible and sometimes we just try too hard. Sometimes it's not time to try harder. It's time to trust more and you can do it. Why don't you make that decision right now? I heard this great story of this lady with an unsaved husband and she kept nagging him to go to church and he just wouldn't go. Finally, she saw she was trying to get him saved herself. So she made a decision. She said, Lord, I'm just going to follow your word and claim his salvation and leave it there. She quit nagging him. For three months, she did not invite him to church. One morning he says, aren't you going to invite me to church? And she said, I'm not inviting you anymore. He was alarmed. By the time she was ready to go to church, she, he joined her. So he went that Sunday, went the next Sunday, and on the third Sunday, he got saved. She stopped trying. She started trusting, and God worked a miracle. With God's help, you can grow in trusting Him. And remember, a small change in trust can make a big difference. You don't have to be the megastar of trust, you know, suddenly going from almost no trust to massive trust, but just add some trust and it'll make a big difference. The third process that we need to do as I wrap this up to get God's outcomes, it goes without saying, is prayer. <clears throat> to control our thoughts, to think right about God, increase our trust in Him, it's not easy. And you can't do it in your own strength, but prayer will help you do the necessary processes. This current pandemic, I believe, is God's megaphone to get the attention of the church worldwide and every Christian calling them to get on their knees. This is the greatest answer to dealing with COVID-19, Delta, or any other pandemic. Friends, this is not rocket science. We don't need to go to seminars. We don't need to engage the most brilliant minds to tell us what to do in this crisis. God has made it abundantly clear. There's no question about it. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. I'm sure you all agree with me. Our land, the lands of the world, the nations of the world, they need healing. God has given us the formula. God has given us the remedy. We just need to do it. This is the single greatest answer to the crisis. We find ourselves in a moment of history. This is a moment of history where only Christians through prayer can bring about God's outcomes through this crisis. Let us not fail the world. Let us not fail God by not rising to the challenge of prayer. God is calling all Christians and all nations to get on their knees, to pray like never before. I'm praying more than before. The Holy Spirit in His kindness and grace is putting a demand on every Christian. And friends, we can do this. Can I remind you of some great, great quotes 
D.L. Moody said, every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. We need a great movement of God in the midst of this crisis. Pete Gregg put it this way, the hinge of history is a bended knee. Will you bend your knee? I want to be part of making history, and I'm sure you do as well. The greatest lockdown miracle you and I can come out with is a stronger prayer life. The most people, powerful people on the planet are not world leaders. It's not the billionaires. It's not the superstars. It's not the brilliant minds. It's not even church leaders. But it's people who know how to pray with faith and move the hand of God. This call is for all of us. Ian Bounds, the great man of prayer, said, God shapes the world by prayer. Think about that. God shapes the world. He orchestrates the future of the nations through prayer. God's role is outcomes. Our role is process. I've shared with you today, we need to control our thoughts with God's help. What you think God is like is your life-defining thought. Do dwell on that. Do reflect on that. It's so important. Keep repeating the verses I've mentioned. Then add to your trying. You've got to keep trying. (laughs) Maybe just try not so hard, but add trusting in God. And then, of course, do the process of praying. If you and I will do (coughs) these three things and the things I mentioned last week, We'll be positioned for lockdown miracles. Can I repeat? Let's not buy into all the negativity that we hear daily across the media waves. We belong to a kingdom that's not of this world. We belong to the kingdom of God. So our expectations are dramatically different. Our expectations line up with what the Bible and the Word of God teaches. You will not only survive shutdown, I'm believing you will thrive, that you will experience lockdown miracles and be greatly blessed in Jesus' name. May God release to you through this crisis many lockdown miracles. God bless you. I want us to sing a song that fits perfectly with the theme that we've got this week and last week, Lockdown Miracles, and it's called Miracles. Please join with us. It's a great song. There's fantastic words in it. And as you sing, don't just sing from your mind. Let faith rise in your heart. And even as you sing, why don't you believe God to work a miracle for you? And remember, I reckon God's hot on the subject of relationship miracles through this lockdown. But whatever miracle you need, believe for it as we sing this wonderful song together. I believe in you. You're the
Trust you enjoyed that song, Miracles. God is a God of miracles. That so stirs in my heart. And I believe we're coming into a time where we're going to see more and more miracles, but greater and greater miracles than ever before. Things that we'd only dreamed about or only read about in the Bible, I believe we're going to start seeing them in the coming days, I think in the very, very near future. Can I remind you again, what you think about God is your most life-defining thought and thing about you. Please take time to reflect on what the Bible says God is like, not what people tell you what He's like, not what your experiences tell you what He is like. Put your trust in the Word of God because the Bible is true. Also, please, I know you've been trying and trying real hard, and I'm not saying stop trying. You've got to put in your, you've got to do your bit. You've got to put in some process, but beyond trying, come on, let's add the trust in God factor because that is the game breaker. That is the game changer. And if you can just add some more trust, it will make a huge difference. And as I finish, please, let's all respond to this call to prayer. This crisis is God's megaphone. He's shouting at us, the church worldwide and every Christian. It's time to get on our knees. It's time to pray. And if we can come out with that, wow, we will be positioned to transform the world because there's no greater power on the planet than the power of prayer. So let me close with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that in the midst of darkness, crisis, lockdown, you are with us. You never leave us nor you nor forsake us. I thank you you're with every person that's tuned in and listening to this program today. And I do ask once again for your your grace, your strength, your encouragement to be upon them. And Lord, that you will help each one of us by your spirit to think correctly about what you are like. Would you help us to trust you more than ever before and help us, Lord, to respond to the wonderful call to prayer that can change our lives 
our churches, our communities, our nation, and even the nations of the world. We ask all these things in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Hey, God bless you, and I trust you'll enjoy the rest of your day. Take care and much love.